0: Ah! <laughs>
1: 7-5 had they won, but a late interception by the Giants will preserve a giant victory. An upset win as the Giants lead 17-12. to 12. We're inside 30 seconds. The Eagles have no timeouts. Wait a minute. Here's a free fly. I don't
0: believe it. The Eagles pick it up and Herman Edwards runs it in for a touchdown.
1: Welcome to the ESPC podcast where every podcast is a business meeting with a specific purpose and a specific outcome. I'm Josh. I have an MBA, securities license, clients for a decade, more than $50 million and above. And what that means to you is for example, week five, we went 14 and 87 percent Uh to put that in perspective, 59%. You can consistently live in Vegas. Some pros average 70%. So 85.5 really is really good. For me was $11,330 in profit. So we give you the insight how to make that money, betting on NFL games, betting college games. Then we get into the NFL, college football, uh, college basketball. We share the information because we have to, right? It's capitalism and freedom is not free. If we don't share information as middle class, upper middle class people, uh, probably this country will be in trouble. Uh, I figured out, but we have a lot of fun at the same time. We use business and financial concepts that I use in my other job to predict successfully the outcome of football games. We monetize our time, highest and best use of your time. Uh, same methods, right, to help folks uh, invest in the right business, invest in the right stock, make sure their money outlasts their retirement. Same process we use to predict the games successfully. Uh, Decision science, in terms of the mean, probability theory, are all used in this podcast. Uh, statistics. We use it all. We use all the methods to get to the truth. Close to the truth. Elon Musk says, you know the truth, you can predict outcomes. We don't have as much money as Elon Musk, the richest man in the world, or the resources. However, what we do have, Right, It's education, experience, yes. and we use all those tools in our toolbox to make, uh, we're up to about $50,000 in NFL this year. But we share, we teach it with you, and another important business concept, if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, guess what? You are in the wrong room. You are the smartest person in the room. Most likely, you're in the wrong. Even the president, even the most Einstein, needed advisors, right? So, uh, you always need to have somebody who's diverse. Diverse companies make forty six percent more free cash flow. And diversity is not just race, gender, disability. It's also region. It's also age, right? So. We have Scott from the Northeast giving us diversity today. Jason and Chad are on assignment to give us youth diversity, but we'll get their opinion if there are any uh, tiebreakers or stuff. And hopefully, we'll get them all back next week. Have to get it all together back next week. Haven't had them since Thanksgiving. But we've done a little extra research today to make up for everything. And we want to finish the next four weeks at 80%. So we have a shot at uh, finishing the year at around 73%. -hmm. We're at 61% now, 59%. You could live in Vegas doing that. 52.5% is break-even. So we have a nice, healthy 11 percentage point margin. Not just one week, the whole year. And last week, we went uh, 11 and 3 on the sides. And now we want to get the totals to that level. So we've been talking a lot about the process of the totals, like we did in the Hawthorne effect in the beginning. How do, how do you pick a total? And I did some things that Scott didn't do, and then Scott did some things that I didn't do. But together, that's a lot. That's almost like a full-time job on the totals. And it is for us because we make money on it to justify the time. So first thoughts Scott. So
0: last week our totals were subpar and our sides were phenomenal, as you just pointed out. So again, this week we wanna, as we said in the Hawthorne effect yesterday, we want to mesh those together and get a great 80% week, which you know NFL playoffs were 78.7%, somewhere right. in there. So we can do it. It's it's just a question of going out and sticking to our philosophies and doing it and as we keep saying the process was right but the patient died on the table so (laughs) um so we can we're gonna get we're gonna get there we're gonna get there you know christmas season's coming we want to put some extra money in your account to buy christmas presents and stuff like that so here we go week 15 so
1: in our account as well to keep it going in my as well you know you have to listen throughout the year we give mental health advice too because Scott and I have lived successfully in high rent places for a hundred years. So we give you know stuff that we know is true. And one of the things is true is listen to people throughout the year. Then write down what they want for Christmas. Right? So now you know. Now you know, then you know. Anna's always investigating, finding out what her Christmas gifts are. <laughs> Having a bankroll, Bitcoin, and stuff like that is really good for uh, hiding presents for people who want to know what they are beforehand, because we don't believe in Easter, Bunny, or Santa Claus on this podcast. Keep it real to get to the truth. Because, like Elon Musk says, <clears throat> once you predict the truth, Once you have the truth, you can predict outcomes. That's why we're lied to um, not giving, you know, who's injured or not until game time. uh, Because you want to actually skate, right? You want to hide the truth from us. So we aren't able to predict outcomes and put money in our pocket. It's a a competition more than anything else. So, first game, Pete Carroll at home. And this is a theme where a lot of coaches before division games didn't seem to put out their whole uh, offensive schemes and defensive schemes and didn't play their players a full rotation of play. So the guy has 30 plays. He usually plays. Sometimes they, you know, they, they play half that to keep them fresh. For the division game the next week, right, They keep their yep. best players Core players fresh for a division game the next week because a division game counts for two. That's how I'm, I'm explaining Seattle's uh, odd play last week against Carolina. They end up losing. Uh, Keith Carroll still, we call it Pete Carroll living in the past. It seems like he was living in the past. Uh, if you read his book, uh, Win Forever, he says he's not going to change. Even though this year he's changed a little bit because he knows his defense sucks, especially without uh, Adams there in the secondary, Uh, he's gotten into more shootouts this year. Um, Last week, he lost in a shootout to Sam Darnold. Here comes the 49ers with John Jackson, or John whatever Johnson has played for 20 years in the league. He's the new, you remember this guy, uh, Scott, Curtin Nymphius in the NBA. He was a backup. He played in the NBA yep. 20 years and he was a backup for 19 teams. Uh, growing up, too, was Don Strach. Remember Don Strach? He was a backup. I remember Miami. Yep. Miami he a backup, and a couple other places. A lot. And then they uh, had Don Strach, and then you had the guy for uh, Pittsburgh, close stop. Yep. Backup for 20 years. And then he was a backup with other teams for 20 years. That's the guy who's starting for San Francisco. Uh, doesn't matter for San Francisco because they rely on the running game. Shanahan, mm-hmm. regardless of the front, regardless of the quarterback, he could run it 100% of the time he wants because he has a special sauce for his running game. Can't argue with him. His dad won two Super Bowls. He's gone to a Super Bowl as a coordinator. With half a game plan, loses the Super Bowl, and then he loses the Super Bowl to Andy Reid, or Garoffalo was impulsive, throws a second half interception. Otherwise, they had the game one with his running game strategy. So for us, putting all that into our research, reading the Seattle Times, uh, reading the San Francisco Chronicle. My determination is Seahawks plus the three at home on a short week under the 43. Because Shanahan's not going to let the backup, and I'll get to in a second, really do any throwing on the football. What do you think, Scott?
0: I agree with you 100%. I think that Seattle is the more desperate team. They're down two games in the division
1: right. to
0: San Francisco. And if they know that if they lose this game, they're in a full-fledged slide of making the playoffs. Right. So, so to, to that end, on a very short week, San Francisco is traveling up the West Coast to Seattle to play the Seahawks. I think Pete Carroll is going to come up with the right game plan. And I think the uh, Seahawks are going to uh, cover the spread. So I take Seattle and I'm taking the under because I think there's going to be a ton of running in this game. I don't think there's going to be a lot of passing. I think Pete Carroll will go back to the Russell Wilson days, where he said to his team, "We're going to run and play defense and win." Right. So that's that's the special uh, recipe to this game.
1: And, so, and Geno Smith, he's not too old. He's good enough, no. enough of an athlete to go take off from run. Yeah, yeah, I think he would do so and get enough yards to keep the ball, because in this situation, they want to keep the ball, the defense off the field. And uh, Pete Carroll being so it helps him that he has a, a plan for each part of the season. Mm-hmm. And he didn't just come up with this game plan. I'm sure he has guys watching and updating. But this game plan he came up with uh during the summer. Yes. And he's just exactly. now – so everything, all the probably all the films San Francisco's watched, it's useless. Yeah, good Pete Carroll yep. being in the league so long, having so many contacts. Yes, people have probably been retired 20 years. He's sending film to and he's like, Oh, uh, here's 10 grand, here's some film. Tell me what you think. What would you do against these people? And he's coming up with stuff that nobody's seen yet. Right. So Look, the pick is Seattle plus a three, under the forty-three. Let me try that right. I actually. Uh, so you like the under forty-three or the over forty-three?
0: Under forty-three. Under forty-three. I think, yeah. There's going to be a lot of running in this game, so it's gonna it's gonna run the clock and it's gonna uh, put the game into a twenty-four. 17 24 21 or something like that, some somewhere in there. So,
1: all right, so we're unanimous decision, we don't need chat for this. Mm-hmm. Seattle might plus three under 40. And I say minus three because I think Seattle probably should be favorite.
0: Yeah, I think so too.
1: They're acting like if Garoppolo is gonna show up, not for that one big play that one big play is not going to be there so it keeps the game under and it keeps Seattle nice plus three yeah, and there are some spots there are some spots where it's three
0: and a half San Ooh. Francisco's favorite so like Draftkings sportsbook has it three and a half uh bet MGM has it three and a half so there's that little hook in those two places with the three and a half which is off the key number which is which is great
1: which is great. So remember to shop around, especially if you yeah. can. Look at two, three places. Or even if you are in Vegas, look at the odds in the different casinos and running distance between the, the yeah. casinos. And if you are in Vegas, uh, this is something I love doing. And it saved me many times in Vegas. Pick the games bef- the day before. The games mm-hmm. you're sure about, you don't need to do enough research, go ahead and put those tickets in. Because the next day, you might be stuck in line while the game started. Yep, yeah. That's exactly what I do. Pick them the day before the games you weren't sure about. Hey, you know, guess what? Maybe there was good. You didn't pick them. You pick the ones you were sure about the day before. You get in there early or, you know, find out how far man LA Bay or, how, or walk is it from Caesars. And mm-hmm. what, what casino has the best line. Yeah. Or the day before, walk between the two of them. Or the day of, you're thinking the line's gonna change. Uh, go there with a buddy or two or three people and say, okay, I need you to go to uh, Caesars in place of that. I'm gonna be Amanda Le Bay place of that. And then we'll all meet at the Palazzo. You go to the Palazzo and pay. So yep. <laughs> yeah. And everybody has the best number out of those three places or everybody else in All right. Saturday. So we got three Saturday games to throw us off. Because you got to look at the rest value equation that we talked about in the bowl season picking a games podcast. So, first game on Saturday, 10 a.m. West Coast time. Uh, It's going to be on the NFL network. Now you have to have all these equipment now to get. NFL, you have to have Fire Stick. Oh, this might cable, whoever have the NFL now. Because it's not gonna be anywhere else, unless you live in Indianapolis or Minnesota. Uh, the Colts, four and eight and one, still sort of in the playoff hunt. Uh, the coach has a lot to prove because the whole country thinks he's an absolute complete joke. Jeff Saturday. Uh, We just talked about college team, Washington State, has four assistants that are left before their bowl game. Usually they they keep it quiet, then after the bowl game they're gone. Now they're saying before the bowl game. The Rams have six assistants that are gone. The Colts' assistants, right, how many of them are lining up other jobs, not really into this game. The Vikings coming off a loss. Not anymore, but it used to be like the first national game on a Saturday it used to be a blowout, <laughs> right? Uh, just because I think the the Colts can't really score, and the Vikings are coming off a loss, and I see how organized Kevin O'Connell is, I like the Vikings minus four under forty eight. What do you think, Scott?
0: I agree. The Vikings were pretty bad against Detroit. They looked really bad. Uh, Kirk Cousins threw for 420 yards, but the, a lot of that was in garbage time because Detroit just basically dominated that game. So as we've said on this before, a team usually does not get dominated twice in the game. And they're going home and they're playing in front of their home crowd with a chance to win their division no matter what Detroit does. I like Minnesota in this game a lot even though Indy's offer by you know the coaching staff just has no clue as to what they're doing in Indianapolis and it's a very cheap team so right. I think they want to go they're going to Minnesota I think they just want to put in a decent showing but I think Minnesota is going to win this game by a touchdown so I'm going to take Minnesota and I think that's too many points in this game I don't think the Colts can score a lot of points in this game so I'm going to take the Vikings and the under in this game.
1: Vikings and the under. And then uh, Jeff Satters is offensive guy. Offensive mm-hmm. like. So he has yeah. to establish what he knows about the running game. So that yeah. means for us that, it's under. So any strategy we talk about here on the podcast is directly related to making money. So this is, this is Strategy, it has to do with a point spread. And Scott and I have a, a ticket that's valuable that our wives can go cash. So if they can turn convert it into cash. That's what the strategy information is linked to that we talk about. So that's a running game. So for that game, first game off the bat Saturday, it was good to start a Saturday with a win. And we're going to give you college games too. So, very powerful Saturday lining up. Minnesota minus four, under 48. Uh, gotta check our record on the Ravens, because I think we're finally getting a pulse on the Ravens. Uh, bet the Ravens with their dogs. And bet against them on the spread when they are favorites, especially over a key number. So, you got the Ravens uh playing the browns uh, analytics teams are 10 and 16 remember analytics is not working football does work in baseball and i know that from a client who has a math degree phd from MIT, in a world series ring so why am i going to argue with her uh the line is Browns minus three, and the over-under is 37. Is that right? Yeah.
0: yeah, that is right. That is right. 37 and a half at FanDuel, but 37 in most places,
1: and it's so, minus three. So this is kind of like the wrong team being a favorite, and my mind didn't process it. Yep, that's right. So, to me, this is also a need to pick. Right now, as we speak, I'm going to buy a point, make it plus four Ravens. Uh, They just beat a better team, right, outright. They beat a better team outright than the Clowns in Pittsburgh. right now. Pittsburgh's a better team right now than uh, the Clowns are. Uh, Pittsburgh has a better coach, Super Bowl-winning coach, Than the Clowns. And the Ravens won. And the the Ravens have that stop with or out Lamar Jackson with uh, Huntley in there. Huntley's probably even better because Huntley isn't trying to, he he isn't on an ego trip trying to prove he's a uh, a drop back quarterback. He knows what he can do. He knows who he is. He's going to run that road offense. All right. You run it down the, the the clowns, and all the clowns can do right now is run the football with Nick Chubb. Yeah. Uh, just Sean Watson. He's you know only two games in. He looks too skinny to me. It seems like he hasn't really been lifting. He, needs, he needed to lift more before he came in. He looks skinny. He looks lost. And analytics doesn't work. And then you're talking about a Super Bowl winning coach in Powerball um, with a really good defense now. Uh, I like it over because I like some scoring late because both teams are going to beat themselves up. But I like the over 37 because it's so so low, right? Average score in the NFL game is 45, so that's more than a touchdown, less than the average. So I like to go over kind of the way the Jacksonville-Baltimore game over where they beat each other up, and then in the last end of the fourth quarter, two beat-up teams scored touchdowns on beat-up defense's. So i like this game to go over the 37, but the Ravens to cover the four points. And for those old school guys, before we knew, as much as we know, Scott, probably we did this 20, 25 years ago. You're kind of doing the zigzag on a national day, right? You're going yep. uh, favorite dog, the, favorite, the old zigzag theory. What do you think, Scott?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, Baltimore has a lot, a ton to play for in this game. Right. A ton, Deshaun Watson is completing forty percent of his passes this year, or under. Right. So to me, he's not ready to play. He just is not ready to play. Right. Those think, are
1: complicated but, passes. Those are you know very swing easy passes, passes.
0: Swing pass. Exactly. Throw throw a short pass to the tight end. Throw a short pass right. to the running back out of the backfield. Skill that
1: I see Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So and, this just, this,
0: and this is this, this and is the stuff that I was talking about when everybody's talking about Deshaun Watson coming back. The guy had not played football in over 700 days. He's not ready to play football. He does not look like he's an NFL quarterback. Ready. I think Baltimore is going to blitz the heck out of him. I think Baltimore is going to win this game by a touchdown. And I agree with you. This game is going to go into the 40s. I think this is going to be one of those 24- 16 games. Baltimore is right. going to win it. They're going to impose their will on defense, and they're going to impose their will running the football. So I like Baltimore,
1: and I like the on this. 100%. 100%. Uh, also, the, the only thing I like to add was that I was curious, because I remember uh, Michael, Vick, Michael Vick came back. Yeah. This, You know, in the United States, people get it wrong a lot, but in the United States, I would say, right, you have the phrase, you know, dog is a man's best friend. I would say the United States is a country of animal lovers and dog lovers. And I never felt like the vibe was ever right with Michael Vick coming back. You know, people can make have their opinions, politics, or it just wasn't right. And I, when the first game when he came back, he was booed the whole game, right? He was booed the whole game by his crowd. He used to, it's different because he used to work there.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, and they booed him the whole, and it's a team that's losing. <laughs> so the team that's losing, random people in the stands, the whole crowd booed him the whole game. And all the players on that team that have sisters, you're close to their mothers or whatever, they don't like the Sean Watson. And I think he can feel it. So that has to affect your play. You know, because he isn't in he he either's gonna to have to take a WWE approach and just love to be hated and be the, the hated guy from the WWE, right? Or it's no. gonna affect his play. So I think he's in trouble mentally, right? It doesn't matter how much money you have, Like the Bible says, it doesn't matter how much money you have. If you lose your soul, yeah. <laughs> you know I'm He's in that position where people don't care how much money you have. Uh, it's good always uh, never to seek anybody else's approval. But when you're in a sport like this and everybody hates you, even people in Cleveland hate you, uh, he's going to have to take that into account the way he plays. And I'm going to right. bet against him. He had an analytics team to begin with. So I'm going to bet against him until right. that theory doesn't pan out. And, and
0: don't forget, when a guy goes through the off-field issues he went through, right. all this off-season, mentally it drains you. Exactly. And, it, and it, it works on your psyche. And that's what you are seeing now when he's on the football field. His, his, he's mentally drained. He just needs to yeah. get away and just – you know, re- re- release his stress that he has somehow, someway. so
1: right in a way that doesn't get him in trouble because that's absolutely, that's
0: absolutely. absolutely. releasing
1: absolutely. his stress in a inappropriate way, yeah. Yep, yep. I do it by listing weights, not by picking games because picking games you have to have their mental health. That's why I don't yep. pick plays, I don't be gripping on the last game, I don't care that each game equal amounts mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you have a profit. Right. Slow and steady wins the race. Salesmen think short term. Businessmen and women think long term. Longer term thinking is higher level thinking. All right. Uh, and Harville's a long term thinking guy, right? So that's why he worked 13 years with Andy Reid, won a Super Bowl, his dad won a national title in Western Kentucky. All right. Uh, Dolphins plus 8 in a division game over 43 against the Bills. What do you think, Scott? That's what I that's what I think, right? The the, the game is Bills minus 7 over 143. Got any thoughts on that game, Scott?
0: So, first of all, there there is a snowstorm coming to Buffalo Saturday. It's going to drop oh. 6 6 inches of snow in Buffalo or more. We're, we're three days out from the game. It's at six inches now. It could go up to a foot before so, that lake so effect.
1: My under 43.
0: <laughs> yeah, that lake effect snow just keeps right. coming and coming and coming. So I'm definitely taking under in this game. I think the weather forecast is going gonna, is gonna, to and the weather is going to dictate running the football a lot in this game. Minus seven, it's going to get up probably to minus eight or minus nine before this this settles in. In that case, I'm taking Miami with that many points. I think Miami is a good team. I think they, they did not show well against the Chargers on Sunday night. No. Tua had a terrible game. I think that all he has to do is throw very short passes to Tyreek and Jalen Waddell and let those guys do the rest of the rest of the work themselves. And I think they can. So I'm going to take Miami plus the seven right now. And it's probably going to go up to eight, nine, maybe even 10. Right. And I'm I'm going to take the under because I think Josh Allen has struggled the last five to six weeks here. And I think he's going to struggle again in the elements. If it's whiteout conditions, there's no chance he's going to, he's going to have a good game. So I like Miami in this situation. I think they can run the ball well enough to keep Buffalo's defense on the field and keep Josh Allen off the field. And remember the last time Buffalo played one of these games, it was against the Patriots and the Patriots ran the ball continuously down their throats and won the game. So I don't think Miami's going to win, but I think they're going to cover the spread.
1: I 100% agree. Uh, and Buffalo's been playing close games. Yep. The, the other part of it is uh, is Josh Allen just taking too many hits. And, and running, uh, there's design runs. There's runs where he's taking off on his own. Uh, and he's going to learn. I guess he's a young guy. just hasn't learned that. Uh, when you're sore like that and we're taking risks like that and you're getting injuries, but you can play, you know, the, the, the maximum is if, if it's just pain, just go out there because they're going to shoot you up. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are injured, they are going to say, oh, you're going to do further damage to this. Don't do that. Uh, in the cold, doesn't matter your age, your soreness and all these ailments you have, they're going to hurt because it's cold. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You're right. It's, it's, so he, he's going to be more hurt than Tua is right now. Uh, people were talking about Tua's performance. The reason Tua had a bad game was because the whole offense wasn't in there. Yeah. He didn't see that he, he was really upset because that's not their whole offense. He was like, we was listen, we're on the road, non non-con- conference game. Uh we really are in a good position for the playoffs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The Buffalo game for many reasons counts for two. Absolutely. So we're putting in our whole offensive package for the Bills, mm-hmm. not the 49ers. The 49ers have a very, very good defense. We're not gonna spoil a really good plays on a really good defense. We're gonna test yeah. out Buffalo defense in the Colonel. Right, because he's a smart guy, long term, you don't get a degree from Harvard unless you're a long term thinking guy. You're like, OK, my this degree from Harvard in 30 years is going to pay off, blah, blah, blah. Right. So he's thinking, about, that's the way he thinks, thinking strategically long term. So how do we make money? That? We make money by picking the Dolphins am buying a point plus eight under 43. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's how we're using that bit of, yeah. bit of information, specifically and in directly. And don't forget,
0: last time they played, it was in Miami. It was clear. It was sunny. It right. was warm. And the final score was 20 to 17. That's under 43. Under this 40. time you're coming up, you're coming up to Buffalo, New York, snowstorm, cold, wind, not conditions at all for football players that are used to them. Thirty-seven in, in ideal conditions, and now you're you're asking them to go over forty-three. No, I I, w- I don't think so. I don't think so. So
1: and I'll make sure I have it in the episode notes during the top ten rules of running, where we talk about arbitrage and we talk about fundamental analysis. And what you say we got enriched with technical analysis? But the mental analysis we got enriched with. And they're using now that the economy is tanking, you go back to the basics, fundamental analysis. And within fundamental analysis, corporate governance. And what do you think of the match between Josh Boyer, former Bill Sheet guy, been a defensive coordinator multiple years against Ken Dorsey, who I think this is his first year so as a Austin's coordinator for the Bills? I like Josh Boyer in this situation. That's why I like the under in Miami.
0: I do, I do too. I do too. I think Ken Dorsey is not going to be outmatched, but I think he's going to be outcoached in this game. Right. So,
1: uh, you know, he just has to be Steady Freddie and win the game. Yep. Before asking him to cover a key number. And you're right. All those Buffalo Bill fans you know, drive over to the, you know, in the Catskills or drive over to Foxwoods, drive over to Maine. New Hampshire, wherever the clicks open, and blindly bet the Buffalo Bills get that line over a key number for us as we go the other way. Yep. All right. All right. So that takes care. That's probably the last game, right? So that takes Absolutely. care on Saturday. Yep. Yep. There we go to the early games on Sunday, read them with a cold alcoholic beverage going on. Two games on the TV, one game on the radio. (laughs) Taking notes. So we hit 80% for the rest of the year. Uh, I like the Steelers on the money line. Overreaction to Carolina last week. Uh, He's still a young quarterback. Sam Darnold going against the Steelers. Defensive ball club. They put it on the defense. Put it on the defense. I like the Steelers on the money line, minus 30, 143 on the money line. And uh, Pittsburgh wants this game to be under. Wants it it to be an under game. Steve Wilkes wants it to be under game. Two defensive, I mean, not to be racist, and I'm not being racist. I'm just doing it as a scientist, right? And results. But when they are African-American coaches and they're both defensive coaches, I'm like 90% towards the under. When it used to be Herman Lewis against uh, Lovey Smith or whatever, those games go under, right? Because they like to, the, those particular coaches, like to put it on the defense. So I like Steve Wilkes and Tomlin, again, corporate governance here, keeping this game under, I'd like to see Lurks to win on a money line. Uh, Coaching mismatch here, Tomlin's won a Super Bowl. He wants to win games with his rookie quarterback. Steve Wilks has not, even though he's been in the league a long time. What do you think, uh, Scott?
0: So when I took a look at this this Carolina team and I watched some of the video on this Seattle game um, last Sunday, Carolina scored 30 points and didn't have any offensive momentum or tempo in that game at all. They just didn't didn't pass the ball well. They didn't right. run the ball exceedingly well. They just were seemed to be kind of lucky that they won the game. Had right. no mindset. So I love the under in this game. I know it's 37 and a half, but I love the under because I think Pittsburgh – Wants to keep this a 13 to 10, 17 to 13 type of game. I'm gonna pick the Steelers in this game. I'm gonna take the Steelers and uh, I'm gonna stick it on the money line. I'm not gonna stick it on the points. I, I don't have a feel either way. Right. I just think Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's got some nice momentum now. Their defense is playing really well. Mike Tomlin has his team where he wants them. Doesn't matter whether Pickett or Trubisky's the quarterback. I think they're going to run the heck out of the ball and with success. And I I think Carolina's not going to be able to find any offensive footing in this game. And I think Pat Fryer is going to have a huge game this game. I don't think Carolina can cover him on defense. So I like Pittsburgh on the money line. I'm with you there. And I'm definitely loving the under in this game. Yeah,
1: 100%. 100%. And you say, okay, why why are you taking – 143, and that's because uh, thinking about Thanksgiving dinner, whoever had Thanksgiving dinner, whether it was a friend's Thanksgiving or family, so there's always one person you knew was going to be late. You know they were going to show up because their family always show up, but you knew they were going to be late. And what they said they were bringing wasn't probably what they were bringing, right? They said they were going to make some cookies and they come up with a story. They burnt the cookies, so they stopped at the store and bought cupcakes. They brought something. They ended up bringing cupcakes, but it wasn't the cookies they said they were going to be. And they weren't on time. They were late. So that type of family member, that's what our loser teams are. Teams are a fraud. Teams are winning with smoke and mirrors. Teams are just flat out bad. Uh, you get it, it, You get them in a situation, right? Because situational intelligence is real intelligence, right? The cops in they should have gone in and shot the guy instead so, uh, follow protocol. So individual events, how you react to them, it's real, real intelligent. So we're picking the bad, uh, unreliable team, but we're mitigating our risk. We're taking the risk of the points out. And cause you can't divide by zero. We're giving us some numbers there of a plus, right? Plus money line Steelers. Yep. All right. yep. Next thing we'll look at, so we got Steelers on the money line under the 38 points. Houston uh, at home plus 15 and the over-under is 49. Uh, I bought the point to get it under 50, and I like Houston plus the 15 points, because knowing Andy Reid, right, we've been watching him the last 20 years, He's gonna take that tight rotation thing I talked about, where if a guy plays 40 snaps on defense and he's a good court player, this game he's playing 20 snaps. So when you're betting this game, it's almost like betting last week's game. Betting the Houston backups versus the Dallas backups. And the Houston backups ended up being a lot well, should have been plus four. That lineup, that line I, I got it almost it could have gotten it at 20 points. I just decided to get it at 19 and a half, because it was just, people are betting Dallas like crazy. Kansas yeah. City another national team, right? Where there's people that, you know, Catskills, Foxwoods, uh, you know, Vermont, New Hampshire, now Mass, where people can bet, and they're all betting blindly Kansas City in this game. I don't care where the line is, whatever. I'm just betting Mahomes. Oh, I just saw Mahomes on SportsCenter. He looked great. Yeah. Plus, 25 against... Houston, you can't do that. So you got to wait for this line to balloon. And I guess this is one we'll talk about on the live stream podcast. But you got to like Houston, whatever balloons to you. It's already past the key number of 15. I'm betting now. And under the 50 points. Uh, that it was an anomaly last week against Denver. Houston knows they can't even go back and forth the way Denver was last week. They, they know they can't do that. They're going to have to... Run the ball like, and that it was fluky that that Dallas game went over. So I'm gonna stick to my guns on the under on this type of game. I'm getting even more points at 50. If the balloons past 52, I'll bet it again. All right, so that's how you make money on this game. What do you think, Scott?
0: This total is a way overreaction to last All week's right. football. There's, I don't see where this is even getting close to 50. So I'm I'm definitely loving under in this game. That's number one. Number right. two, Andy Reed's mentality is gonna be the following in this game. Get in, don't get injured, right. run the ball a ton, win the game by seven or ten points. We have nothing to prove, and right. get out. This right. this line is definitely gonna to balloon to 17 points. There's there's right. no doubt in my mind. It's right. headed that way. Right. I'm taking Houston. Houston showed me something last week. They showed me that they can keep a game close against an elite team in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys. Right. Right. They're going to do the same thing, not as close against Kansas City, but 10 points, 10 points. Kansas City doesn't have to show everything. They know they can win the game. They have the talent. They're more talented than Houston. Right. Kansas City has trouble on defense sometimes, and that, that could lead to Houston having some success. So give me Houston plus the 15 under the 50.
1: And and we were right about Davis Mills, too. Yeah. Uh Davis Mills looks like a different quarterback now that it's clear to him that yep. these might be the last snaps he'll ever have. Absolutely. Absolutely. A professional, and if he wants another job or make money. Living that fantasy life of a football player, he's going to have to play better. He played; he looked like a totally different guy last week. Yes, doubt. Yes, he did. And he I did expect him maybe not to play as well as he did during that, uh, but to play good enough to cover a ridiculous line. <laughs> yeah, know?
0: yeah, yeah this is crazy. <laughs>
1: a couple of key numbers in a tip, because people are looking at the the Houston defensive numbers and they're flawed because they've been on the field the whole year, and they don't have backups. And it's predicated, their defense is predicated on their quarterback making zero turnovers, which Davis Mills had never been a, uh, he wasn't a, a turnover machine last year. Wasn't a turnover machine at the beginning of the year, but he turned into a turnover machine, probably because he felt pressure. Somebody said, hey, we're gonna cut you unless you start making some plays. Right, totally. And he started making some placement turnovers. So now he's he's coming back to himself and saying, hey, uh, f these people here, right? Screw the people I'm working with now. I'm going to stick to my guns, not commit turnovers, so I can play for another team. And I can go to the meeting, hey, listen, I'm not a turnover machine. If you put me in there as a backup, I won't lose you the game. I'll manage right, the game. Right, <laughs> right. you right. So that's what he's thinking. That's what he'll do to keep this game under for us and for them to cover the ridiculous inflated line. People betting the Cowboys or betting the Cowboys last week, this week, the Chiefs blindly. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Cowboys going to Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville might win the division now depending how much the Titans fall apart. Uh, You know, the reports were Vrabel went to the front office with some papers He wanted to cut some guy, bring some other guy on. They started laughing on him. He said, no, you can't do that. You need to talk to John, which is the assistant general manager who they had given those duties for. Vrabel didn't know. Now he's talking to John. He doesn't want, Vrabel doesn't want to talk to anybody. He's an introvert. So it's chaos there, right? You know, uh, both of you guys bring your 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 books, your place, because one of you guys are being cut. We don't know which which, which is. We have to sort it out in the office <laughs> with John, the new guy who's a new guy and Bravo because the other guy got fired. So it's chaos right now, right? Nobody knows where they're coming and going. The assistants are they now getting offered by colleges. Hey, we're gonna pay you more money. Come here to Arkansas than Bravo's paying you those cheapos. Adams family. Uh, we not you know, come with come work for that. So it's chaos with the Titans. So I'm gonna stick to my guns as far as that's concerned. Uh, but Cowboys going to Jacksonville. Gonna check the weather, but it's gonna be hot in Jacksonville. So I like Jacksonville in the second half line, but I like the Cowboys to get a comfortable lead early, cover the five points. So I'm gonna go three sides of the bet. So two out of three. is break even. So making money on this game, I like the Cowboys minus 200, uh, minus the five points, but I do like Jacksonville in the second half, and I like the under 47 because this is Arkansas football. This is what Arkansas used to do when they had a really good, you know, had a bad point and they knew they could beat. They're going to run the ball to death. These guys don't change. So you're going to Can I interrupt?
0: Yeah. Go ahead. Yes, absolutely. Sunday's weather, Jacksonville, Florida, 54 degrees hmm. high, 48% humidity. Oof. Not that's, bad. that's the weather. No, not bad at all. Not bad at all. Dallas gonna break with that weather.
1: Right.
0: Dallas gonna break.
1: So I'm going to X the second half line. Thank you for yep. that. You are. I still I like, I would, 47. I like Dallas minus five. I was
0: headed right there with you on the second half line until I looked at the weather. So <laughs> um yeah, I, I, I think Dallas got their scale last week. So I, I think that Jacksonville steps up in class here big time to the Dallas Cowboys. And and I think that Dallas can win this game by a touchdown. Yeah. I, I think I think that they have everything that you could ask for in a team. They have a good running game. A you know, quarterback does not turn the ball over a ton that, that runs that offense very well. And they have a defense that, that can play really ferocious defense at times. They didn't last week, but they usually can. So I like Dallas minus the five. And I'm going to say this is going to go over this game. I think Jacksonville last week showed that they can score points against anybody. I know Tennessee is not a great defense, but I think Trevor Lawrence is playing really good quarterback right now. And I think he's he's hitting his receivers where they need the ball. And I think that the Evan Ingram breakout game last week won't continue to that extent, but I think they can get him involved. So I'm going to take Dallas, I'm right with you, and take the Dallas Cowboys, but I'm going to go the over in this game. All right.
1: So we'll have Chad break that tie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We'll do it on the live stream. I'll have it out on the uh, – I'm going to get the pic from him. I'll, I'll post it on Twitter and on the website. They'll let you post on YouTube too. So on YouTube, I'll post uh, what the tiebreakers are. But this guy likes the over. I like the under 47. Uh, but we both like Dallas. Minus the five points. Yeah. yeah. How about the boys? The Cowboys. Minus five. And then we'll have a tiebreaker for the total. Saints going against Atlanta Falcons. Scott's been educating us on how bad Marcus Mariota is. <laughs> and man, the old he Marcus Mariota did the, the old uh who did that uh what's his face? This to be Antonio Brown. Yep. Where they told him to leave, he leaves the whole stadium. Nobody knows where Mariota is, he's MIA. Hopefully somebody needs to check in on him, man. So, yes, they do, nobody does. I'm gonna do it. Because I think it might be one of those things that might follow us where Anybody can do it. Scott can do it for me. I can do it for Scott. We live in different parts of the country. We can do it for anybody. It's called a welfare check, right? Home yep. alone. Yep. Home alone, they did a welfare check and cops messed it up. They didn't even know where, where the kid was. But you can send somebody to somebody else's house. And you can send the cops, and the cops have to go. Nationwide mm-hmm. law it doesn't matter what state you're in. matter the matters, laws are different, nationwide. If you think somebody's in danger and you have their address, you can call the police and have them go there and just make sure that the person is fine. Yeah. I want to make sure that somebody's gone to Marcus Mario's house <laughs> he he's okay because nobody's been able to talk to him since. He Arthur. This is what published reports, Atlanta Journal Constitution, says that he went into Arthur Smith's office. Arthur Smith. Told him he wasn't a starter. He looked down. He walks up. And he leaves. and Nobody's heard from him again. It, like, so he next day at practice, he was no call, no show. So has anybody contacted this guy just to make sure he's okay? Because Scott's going to see how bad of a quarterback he is. And I'm like, how bad can he be since he won a Heisman Trophy? He's been in the league nine years. He can make one play. Yeah. And for two straight games he could not make one play. So now we bring in the rookie in for what? To make one play. Yeah. When the game yeah. the style they playing, they're playing the wishbone. Uh the wishbones, right? Really it was the original the uh air raid. Air raid is really the wishbone in the air. Yep. Yeah. Where every place an RPO and you read the defense independently, right? It used to be the fullback read the defense. So the line, read the defense. There weren't any receivers. There was one split end. <laughs> Yeah, His job was to block. And then you run it, right? And it's which one is how fast can you get to the corner? right? So there's nobody faster than Cordell Patterson. Just yeah, right. Go to the corner, get a little bit of a block. He's gone. So that's their whole offense. But you can't do that 100% of the plays. You got 66 plays we're working with. You're running at 41 times. Out of those 19 times, you need your quarterback to make exactly one big play. I mean, there you to not do that. So they're bringing in Redder from Cincinnati, and that's what's his job in Cincinnati. Finkel, right, that's why he's at Wisconsin, because all he wants to do is run it. He, at Wisconsin, he's going to run it 50 times. Out of 66 plays, he's going to run it 50, 55 times. He just wants his quarterback, which used to be Desmond Ritter and Cincinnati, to make one play. That's all you have to do, make one play because they're stacking the box. Everybody's in there in the box. Yep. So you're going to have to make the one play. So that's what he's there for. My prediction is that he will make that one play only because – and after Smith's a coordinator, and he was so good at being a coordinator in Tennessee, they made him into a head coach. So every good offensive coordinator does two things, and Arthur Smith does this. The plays you have in the first half are decoys, are setting up plays for the second half. So that's why Atlanta second half line is always a good bet. Number two with Arthur Smith is that you have plays, you have series of plays, and you have whole packages for the quarterback. He has, being the good defense coordinator, he is, a very detailed plays, series of plays, and packages for the backup, like Ch- Sean Payton had for Tyson Hill. And his package was so good for Tyson Hill. Yeah, I'm going to mix it with my starters package. So it's going to be a brand-new whole package for Desmond Ritter that he's been working on all year. I think he can execute it well in his first game. Uh, the Saints in the division game don't know what's coming. They're kind of hurt. Uh, they're the kind of team that once they start falling out of contention, they start falling apart. Because so I don't know the kind of hold Dennis Allen has. And it's like the vice president, right? Nobody respects the vice president or the substitute teacher.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This, Dennis Allen is really the substitute teacher. Uh, Sean Payne got fired out of the group because he was breaking NFL rules um, tampering with Tampa Bay and Brady, then tampering again with Miami. Miami had a coach, uh, Tampa Bay had a quarterback, and he did a lot of tampering, so he gets fired. And suddenly Dennis Allen's the coach, and Pete Carmichael was never called a play in his life. There's a reason Sean Payton, now I know why Sean Payton didn't let Carmichael call any plays for 14 years. This guy was with Payton for 14 years, never let him call any plays. Now he's calling all the plays. And the Saints are what three and nine, four and whatever.
0: Four and nine, yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So for that, many yeah. other reasons, give me the Atlanta Falcons plus the three, plus the four points. That's what I got. Yep. Pass a key yep. number in over 43 points. Since you got two depleted defenses, and they gotta be able to get into the 20s, Both these teams coming off bad performances where
0: they have to do better. What do you think, Scott? I 100% agree with you. Uh, there's no tape on Desmond Ritter, first of all. So New Orleans right. has nothing to go on except college stuff. Right. Number two, I think Desmond Ritter is going to have a nice connection with Drake London, and that's right. who he needs to have a connection with because Drake London is the alpha male in that receiving core. And number right. three, New, I don't think New Orleans is going to be able to stop Cordell Patterson on Sunday. So I think Cordero is going to have a nice game. I think he's going to lead the Falcons. I think the Falcons are in a much better position coming into this game. Right. Both teams off a bye. Desmond Ritter doesn't have to throw for 350 yards for them to win the game. All he has to do is uh, not turn the ball over and make that one play. And he'll – I agree with you. He'll do it. So the Falcons getting the points. they The wrong team is favored in this game, in my opinion. So give me Atlanta. Yep, give me Atlanta plus the four and over the 43 because I think both teams will will score.
1: 100% agree. 100,000% agree with that. And uh, the reason I was hesitating was because I'm going to make sure I have that bet in. (laughs) Because I like (laughs) – I like, because we didn't talk about it beforehand, Uh, unbeknownst talking to each other. Uh, Because that's what keeps the the podcast fresh, is that we're not like other podcasts. It's like a cult. We have to agree with the hosts. (laughs) No, we can disagree because that's what gives it diversity, right? That's what gives it authenticity and transparency. So Scott and I, without talking to each other, after watching 100 years of football, picking every game this year, we, we came up with the determination, independent of each other, that the wrong team is favored here. Yep. You have to go with your Atlanta Falcons plus the four over 43. And I think Vegas maybe is taking advantage, not maybe, probably, is taking advantage of the fact that the Falcons and the Saints did not play well last time out, and people have that in their brains, but this is different, and you know, and uh, Saints are coming off a of bye as well, so that gives that that over, kind of a nice little flavor as well. Under forty five, it probably should be over forty five. He's got division opponent. Throwing the kitchen sink at each other. Right. And they're borderline playoff teams. I don't think they, they see themselves as a playoff team. You know, they could make the playoffs and it'll be a nice surprise for them, but they don't see themselves as playoff teams. So they're gonna they're not gonna hide anything like uh, Baltimore or Kansas City, right? Who are they think they're solid here? All right, so Atlanta plus the four under 43. Uh, I'm going to check it later on, but we have a really good record in Detroit Lion games. Including last week, we got half of it right. We didn't get a total right, uh, but we learned from our mistakes. The Jets, seven and six, Mike White, we're the only podcast, only media outlet that's been giving you actionable Mike White information to put money in your pocket. <laughs> Mike White, the starting quarterback. the have has had a chance for him. Hardcore New Year fans fan, Mike White. Against the Lions, and the Lions now have a lot of momentum. That when it's a team like the Lions, you need momentum. Rah, rah, rah. Run through a wall. Dan Campbell type. He's a good motivator, and it's going to be interesting because both teams uh, have inferior talent, but they have NFL talent. These are NFL players. And since there's so many, there's so much parity, for lack of a better word, or most of the teams are the same, that's why you can bet on every game and make money. Both these teams are a similar boat where these coaches were hired to be motivators. So whoever's going to win this game on Sunday is gonna be who is managing the team better, who can motivate the team, right? Get the best out of his players. Both these coaches are CEO coaches, CEO head coach, meaning that they, uh, for them, the Wednesday meetings are important when they bring in the defensive or offensive coordinator into the meeting and they decide finally where they're gonna go. That's where they have input. And then whether to go for it on fourth down or not during the game. Bill Parcells used to be like that. That's why, you know, he had – when he had um, uh, Bill Belichie, that's his defensive coordinator, and Kostlin as his offensive coordinator, right? Giants won the Super Bowl. Because <laughs> <laughs> he had really two good coordinators. Same thing goes for these two teams. I like Mike LaFleur as an offensive coordinator, chip off the old block like his dad, like his brother. You're running the family offense that they learned from Mike Holmgren, Andy Reed, John Gruden, all that. It's the same offense. Uh, Mike White's running well against the Lions. Uh, so, again, I talk myself over, over the 44. I like the Lions in this situation. Going there with Jared Goff only because Jared Goff has more experience than Mike White. And the flaw in the in, um, Florida's game plan with Mike White is he's not, which I would do, because the Lions really don't have that good of a defense, I would let Mike White loose. He's a smart guy, 4.0 guy, went to private schools this whole time, graduated USF from this tough school in three years, goes, gets a graduate degree from Western Kentucky. Guy could go to Harvard. He actually was admitted to go to Harvard. But since he wanted to be a quarterback, he went to USL. So a smart kid. He knows the game plan, asks a lot of questions, has a good record as a starter. Let him lose early. I don't think they're going to do that. They're going to be conservative. Not let him loose early. And because golf has more experience, I like Detroit on the money line over the 44 points. What do you think, Scott? So
0: when I did my research in this game, I initially had the Jets winning by a field goal. I decided to drill down a little bit more into this game. For some reason, I I just wasn't comfortable with with that pick. When I drilled down with it, I know Jared Goff on the road is very poor. I know Jared Goff on the road second guesses himself a little bit. I know the Jets secondary is ferocious, but I don't think... The Jets have seen a wide receiver in like a Mara, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Right. The speed, the toughness, the the cut ability that he has in the open field, I think is going to cause the Jets many many problems. And I think the Lions' way to win this game is to get it in St. Brown's hands. Detroit's on a major roll right now. They just beat Minnesota. They actually dominated Minnesota both sides of the right. ball. I do think this game is going over. I think both teams are going to have to score. They can move the ball. I think both teams will move the ball. I'm going to take Detroit here on the road because I think they're just playing really, really well and their confidence is through the roof. So I'm going to go, I'm going to agree with you on this. I'm going to go over the 44 and I'm going to take Detroit in this situation as well. I think Detroit can win this game. And forced their way into the NFC playoff talk, so that's where I'm at with this game.
1: You no, know, great job coaching, and uh, Adrian Rob again, man, with the insight. Uh, once Detroit fired uh, their secondaries coach, wasn't uh, teaching him well, wasn't executing the bump and run or harassing uh, you know receivers within that five-yard period. You can. You really got to talk to the officials, like Belichick has. Hey, man, we're going to be real aggressive within the five-yard mark. Don't call in, in penalties because it's legal, right? Do a little referee intimidation you're going to play that way, which is a parcel way of playing. Uh, they're a different defense. So they're better enough not to get blown out in a situation like this or let the game get under control. Uh, and then listening to the Detroit Lions radio broadcast, Ben Johnson did a great job calling games. Where it's not predictable at all with a formation, with golf, what he can't do, what he can't do. Uh, so I like them in this situation to pull off a victory on the road, running game travel. So they have a really good game, running game going. Detroit does. And Scott, you make a really good point about Monson Brown. Monson Brown, I think his dad either played in the NFL or was a professional wrestler, real professional. And both his kids are professionals. Uh Amonson Brown followed him at USC. He was a professional at USC. He's coached by so he's a really good professional. He gives a nuance in this game because it's gonna be an oddball game in New York. He's a big city guy already played in LA. He knows how to make different crazy adjustments. So I like Amonson Brown. I like Ben Johnson in the office for it. I like Jared Goff. And I like it over 44. Because the Lions are playing better on defense, but they have that still that little set of letting cheap touchdowns go in, yep. and then they have yep. the counter to, for it to go over. Yep. Okay. We want to get 80%, 52.5% of break-even as we go into the late games. Uh, Arizona, I think Arizona is finally after this game, uh, you can put like the late, great Tony Bruno. Not the late, great. I shouldn't say he's still alive. I was listening to him the other day. The great Tony Bruno say, we would like to thank the Arizona Cardinals for participating in the the 2022 football season. They are done. Denver isn't done. I think they have good... uh, They know the coach is going to be fired. Everybody on the defense is going to stay. Right? And... Clint Kubiak might be the head coach. Who knows? Because that offense looked a lot better, Clint Kubiak's offense. So, Clint Kubiak has hope for the rest of the season. Hey, these guys perform well. I may be keep my job. I might even be the head football coach of this place. So, I like Denver to have a really good offensive game plan. That old Arizona defense have been playing well, but now they're old. So, guys want to preserve their bodies to get on the team or stay on this team. Then I get it out of the way. Uh, Denver has the highest winning percentage in NFL history, the city of Denver, in altitude. So a team that's out of the playoffs in altitude, they are going to be very, very tired The second half. And it's going to be the opposite of this Detroit Jets game where both coaches are motivators and are going to have this team motivated to play. Arizona has Plainsbury, who can't motivate anyone. I don't think he can even motivate himself. He looks... Like a dead guy walking because like he hasn't slept, he looked low energy, right? He looked very low energy. The way Trump yeah, called did. sleepy Joe, sleepy Joe Biden, sleepy Clint Clinsberry. his mentor died this week, right? Died of a, died of a heart attack. Yep. Clinsberry could be the type that said, "Hey, I'm taking my money and I don't want to die of a heart attack like my mentor Mike Leach did. I'm I'm done with coaching. I'm rich. See you later. Right? <laughs> call it a day. So." Give me the Broncos on the money line. Broncos money line can't take the points with him. And I like the under 36. Very very good defense. We got lit up last week by uh, Mahomes, so they're going to get the opposite of Mahomes. <laughs> Either Colt McCoy or uh, McSorley, which McSorley should start because again he has he's more motivated, good arm, can run, easy offense to process. So he should he they should get, have him in there really well. So give me Denver and a very rare win, right? NFL teams have a built-in four wins. Broncos are at three wins, showing you that any team in the NFL should get four wins. So this is their fourth built-in win for the Broncos. So give me the Broncos money line under thirty-six. What do you think, Scott?
0: I'm going to agree with you again. I think once Kylo went down in the first quarter Monday night. I think the Arizona Cardinals said, well, there you go. There it goes. Let's fold the tents. Let's go home. Right. Let's get this season over with. Right. So I, I definitely think Denver's gonna win this game. And I definitely think it's gonna be under 36 because of the altitude and the Denver secondary. Right. DeAndre Hopkins is the only guy that's gonna do anything in this game. I think Marquise Brown lost his guy in Kyla Murray. He's not going to do anything. Robbie Anderson, AJ Green, nothing. So it's going to be basically James Conner running the ball and DeAndre Hopkins receiving the ball. And that secondary is too ferocious. And I think Con is going to be shut down because of the altitude. So again, Den run the money line under 36. Great plays with those games. I love them. So that's the way I'm going.
1: And you can't take the points with Denver because what we, well, we talked about, loser teams. Yep. They're your family member, burnt the cookies, stopped at the grocery store to buy cupcakes. So they made it there. They made it. Yep. So it wasn't on time and they didn't have the cookies. So that means they're not gonna cover the points. So you know, if you bet 10 minutes over under on the family member, you lost because you took the point. You took the plus 10, right? They're good under 10 minutes, and they came in an hour late. So Denver money line. And money line that I got, which was I was very happy with, was minus one forty two. And Vegas, Vegas is really acknowledging how bad Denver is because usually on a game like that it would be minus one ninety, minus two hundred. Right. Yeah. So, you're our New England Patriots expert. We don't let you bet on New England because you yeah, know from New England, <laughs> even though it's not really your team, it's your came of your childhood, right? They made yes. you. They made you. Uh, people don't understand about living in the Northeast. Even if you didn't like football, if you're and I've been there. I've been in, in game day in um, in Boston, and I've been game mm-hmm. day in Buffalo. Even if you're not a Buffalo fan, even if you're not a Patriot fan, it doesn't matter where you're at.
0: We're yeah. going on a
1: beer run before, then even going to the game. Just going out. Oh, you're going to check the mail. Here, take my Pat's jersey out. Just <laughs> not <working> yet. <laughs> You're gonna be in trouble. <laughs> Pat's T-shirt or a bu- Buffalo's even worse. You go out to Buffalo on a Sunday. Every single person has a blue, either blue, uh, Buffalo shirt or a blue jersey. You can't go anywhere. Oh no, I'm just, I'm just going out there to stretch my legs. That doesn't matter. You need to put the shirt on, or you're gonna get in trouble. You, know, you put it on the Buffalo Bill shirt and go outside. Stretch for a minute. Uh so the Pats are in Vegas. two questions for you. Is this gonna be a home game for the Pats? Are there so many people going down there in the pin up uh pin up COVID? They're gonna have a lot of fights could be a home game for the Pats. And coaching this match. Uh Pats need this game. Uh McDaniels owes his career to him. McDaniel's mm-hmm. father. With Belichick. So this game means more to them as mafia-esque as they act. <laughs> I, could, I, I, I could definitely imagine Bill uh, thinking the McDaniels of this game. You might not see the Raiders' best foot forward here. What do you think, Scott? So,
0: as we all know, Bill Belichick has a long memory. Right. If you remember... Four or five years ago, Bill Belichick went up to Denver when McDaniel's was a coach and lost by a that touchdown. Last
1: game that uh, he won, probably. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think so. I think they that put Denver at six and zero, and I don't think Denver won another game the rest of the year. So what, what
1: Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick is long. He reported him to the NFL because <laughs> remember probably. that game he got suspended, yep. whatever for for the video.
0: <laughs> yeah. yep. So, so Belichick has a long memory. Um and I I personally think that he's going to go into Vegas, and I think Mark Davis should be really worried that Josh McDaniels won't show he's throwing the game, but will lose this game to Bill Belichick because of he, him owing him his career and exactly. owing him his head coaching position. So I would be worried if I was the Raiders' team, and ownership that McDaniel's right. is going to do something a little bit more screwy than he has done.
1: Right. It might be subtle too. You never know.
0: Yep. So to that extent, I am taking the Patriots um, on the money line. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do anything else. Right. And I'm gonna take what? What's the over under?
1: Forty five. The average score of an NFL game.
0: The Raiders' defense is just so bad. I'm going to take the slight over on this game. Yeah. I, I think this is going to be kind of like a 27-21 type of game. But I think the Patriots are going to win because I don't think the Raiders can stop the running game. And the Patriots' defense is just good enough to shut down the rate One part of the Raiders' offense. So
1: yeah, that's where yeah. I think
0: this game is going.
1: And one of the reasons I think it's going to be is because he might lay it on thick. It might be 27-0. It could
0: be. could be. It's it, it could be any way. This game could go any way possible because of the coaching dynamic in this game. Right. So I'm going to take the Patriots, and I'm going to take the uh, the slight over in this game.
1: And it could be something as simple as McDaniel uh, getting on the uh, – I forgot what app it's called, secret app or signal app. Signal app used by Elon Musk where nobody can hack – Yep. Again, I'm sending a message to Patricia on signal. <laughs> hey, the same signals we used in uh, New England are the same signals we're using now for the first time here with us. So yeah. the Patriots might know the signals better than dumbass uh, Derek Carr. <laughs> and remember, remember, you know, this is not, not scientific. The U.S. integrity, I'll put the, the thing, it says 8% of the plays are rigged. Right, and our goal is is seventy three percent. Actually, factoring that in, right? But if we yeah. can predict some yeah. of the time that eight percent, or we've been watching football hundred years and we can feel, hey, this is that eight percent of plays that are rigged that we know are rigged. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, very. And you're, and you're saying, "Oh, how can this happen? Well, there's too much money involved."
0: Oh, definitely, definitely.
1: $20,000 buyout. I can I can see Belgi calling him and say, hey, hey Josh, you know that $20 million buyout? Wonder if I would have taken Sean McVay to be the opposite of the service. <laughs> worst versus you. Right. right. I know McVay's dad too. I know uh Daddy McVay. <laughs> you know, right. But and and
0: here's And here's the here's the other thing with this: is if the Patriots are in a position to make the playoffs, the right. NFL's not. Not going to have them not make the playoffs. They're, no. the, they're their key franchise. So something strange is going to happen in this game, somewhere, some way. Because the Patriots should win this game, and the NFL knows it, and everybody knows it. So, right. and, and they're, yes. in the playoff, we'll they're in the playoffs. They're in the season.
1: Right you know, in the pregame, we talked about the owner meeting. where what's the say? Yep. got married. Kraft got married before the meeting, probably for the meeting. Yep. And I guarantee they're asking away. You know, raise your hand who wants to play for travel costs. Crafts, I got my own plane. Jerry Jones, oh, we have our own plane. No, yep. right? You know, and I was thinking about it today, uh, from a sports betting perspective, and, and we talk about satellites. That's how they know about the eight percent the movements. Yep, they can they can they know exactly how much money there is in fentanyl, how much money there is in cocaine to the penny, right, because of satellites and people's movement, historical movements, right? Yep. And you know how much money is underground sports betting. Uh, California has 50 million people. New York has 30 million people. Florida has 35 million. With 7 million people, Massachusetts is the top five state for sports betting. And I don't even think this, they've opened up a legal book yet. Or there might be one legal book. And people will be going to New Hampshire and this and that. But New Jersey is not number one. <laughs> Vegas, number two. And Massachusetts in the top five. For sport, mm-hmm. sports betting. And we're talking about a trillion dollar market. Right? So that means that people in Massachusetts are betting, betting at least $150 million to $200 million. <laughs> every week. yeah, yep. <laughs> It's worth the betting, right? So let's yep. say that even though Massachusetts only has 7 million people, the amount of wealth in Massachusetts is top five. So yes. Massachusetts uh, doesn't have as much wealth as California, but per capita, they probably have more money mm-hmm. than California. And in actual dollars, they're not too f- far behind California. Right, right. What's right. I mean, I look at the tax money structure. Money for the NFL. Because the NFL gets a yeah. 10 feature And then the ratings. The Raiders did through the roof in the whole New England area. Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt. So. And it's the opposite for the Raiders. The Raiders are broke. Per capita income in Vegas is very, very low. They, mm-hmm. they need tourism. So they, Absolute, need a lot yeah. they need to make the Pats fans have a good experience. Give them a win the so what? They come back. Come back for the NCAA tournament, whatever. So, for that and many other reasons, we like the Pats on the money line, and Chad's going to bring the tie
0: over. over. Yeah.
1: yeah, the tie on the total. Tongue tied. English is my second language, so I'm actually doing good. <laughs> Tongue tied on the total being a tie. Him and Chad break the tie because uh, I yeah. think McDaniel's going to lay on thick and they're going to get shut out. All right. Another two family owned teams from the old AFL. Bum Adams. Bum Phillips and then Bud Adams. Bud Adams. Uh, cheap owner of your Tennessee Titans. Vrabel going up with papers to the office to cut a guy. You, know, like, you don't have the authority to cut anybody. <laughs> you got to take it to John. He's who's John? He's the assistant GM. He's, we fired the real GM because we don't pay payroll tax. So you need to talk to him. Come back in with him. Have him sign off on this. Right. So they're total disaster going on the road to the Greek Mafia Chargers, who need home playoff games. Uh their landlord owes the league a million, you know, billion dollars because of St. Louis. Uh, Herbert played better. And I suspect he played better because he got a couple guys uh, on the offensive line back because they have no yep. back. Yep. I think the Titans until further notice are out of control on a free fall. Cause Gray can't control him anymore. He's lost control. Of the situation. Uh, the owner fires the guy, doesn't tell him why. Does it? The timing of the firing is a problem. I understand it. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. I noticed the the uh, the Cardinals GM. He took a FMLA leave of absence, <laughs> so they can fire for health for health reasons. <laughs> because they, you know, another chief owned team. They're like, oh, we don't want to pay payroll taxes either. Oh, the Adams family had a good. Good point. That's why they fired the guy for tax purposes. They don't want to pay payroll taxes on that large salary to the IRS. So they let the guy go at a very odd time. Time you don't do that in the NFL. So it creates an instability. We talked about all the assistant coaches, four on the – six on the Rams, four on Washington State. How many Titans assistants saying, hey, this is a stable organization. They're firing they're people randomly – in the middle of the season, what are you going to do to me? I'm a secondary coach. Yeah, I'll take the job over at Ohio State, secondary coach at Ohio State. A million a year? Oh, they're only paying me 100000 here in Tennessee. I'll see you later. I'm on my way to Columbus. Yep. You know, I'll, I'll get ahead of Breville. When he gets here, I'll already be here. I'm going to Ohio State, coach. All right. Understand. Understood. <laughs> Chargers are at home. Uh, Man, I like the Chargers on the money line. Trying to get some momentum. Brian Staley doing all those jobs. And I don't know how it stays under 47 points. I like it over 47 points. Two tired, depleted defenses giving up points late. Theoretically, both teams can make the playoffs. They won't go far. They don't want to go far. They don't want to pay the travel costs to go far. So they won't go far in the playoffs. So I like the Chargers in this situation at home. Really, because Herbert's better than Tannehill. And it's just, you're not really going to stop Derrick Henry. We're going to load the box to keep him under control. But a depleted Chargers defense, they'll give up a score in the fourth quarter because too many of their defensive players are also playing a lot of special team snaps. So they're going to be dead tired in the fourth quarter, give up some touchdowns, but so will Tennessee, and the Chargers will end up winning this game. A lot of ref calls on their side, because refs don't want to help a small market like Tennessee. Rams are in a big market and want to get those television ratings up. So the refs got the memo. So give me the Chargers on the money line, under forty-seven points. What do you think, Scott?
0: So this game is very simple to break down, and it will not take much time. I, I agree with you, Chargers on the money line. And I agree with you. The over 47 and a half. The biggest weakness of the Chargers is their run defense. What do the Titans do best? Run the ball. Right. Doesn't matter if the Chargers load the box, they're still going to run the ball. Right. The weakness on defense of the Titans is their secondary. What do the Chargers do best? Throw the ball. This definitely is going over, and the cha- Chargers are going to win on the money line. So that it's very easy and very simple to break this game down. The side is 47 and a half. Remember the Chargers, uh, Chargers game last week was 55. This should probably sure. be closer closer to that 55 number than it is. So I think both teams are going to score. I agree with you. Fourth quarter could be a, a score fest for both teams. I love the Chargers in this situation at home, and I love the over in this as well. So
1: Love it. Uh over 47 points. Mm-hmm. Chargers under money. Uh I'm gonna go to the bathroom real quick, but I'm gonna be listening because the bathroom's close. <laughs> <laughs> uh I like Tampa Bay plus four points. Over 44 points, uh because of the late scoring. Uh, Cincinnati, she. Team, they made it to the playoffs with a cheat team. I give them credit. Uh, almost won the Super Bowl with a cheat team. That shows you how organized, hardworking, work ethic, like Zach Taylor. But it's going to go over the 40 points. It's not in their division. Uh, they played the Browns last week, which is a physical team in the division. They're not going to play all their starters and all their defensive players extra snaps or even as much snaps as they usually do because this is outside of the conference even Tampa Bay they're right where they want to be and this is where paying attention to people and watching the coaches press conferences shows you something right because you can only fire up a team three or four times before they tune you out Uh, Todd Bowles is a very introverted guy Who's worse than Bellachie in interviews? He's only yes, no, whatever. So, introverted people like Bravo, when they do talk, it is for a specific purpose and a specific outcome. So, Todd Bowles coming out and saying, Okay, what do you guys want to be? Do you guys want to be a Super Bowl team or do you guys want to be bums? He doesn't talk that way. That's not, not his demeanor, it's all a presentation. To get his team up for one of those one to four times during the season, and like Scott's been saying from the beginning, all Tampa Bay wants to do is be five hundred, win the last four games, and win the division and go into the playoffs. So this is where we're going to activate Scott's plan in the Bucks. I don't know if they're going to win it. It could be like the Ravens, where they covered at the end with a late touchdown backdoor cover, but uh, did not win the game. So, I'm not going to trust them. I'm going to say plus four, over 44, in the heat and humidity of Tampa. What do you think, Scott?
0: So, I totally agree with you 100%. Tampa Bay got blown out last week by San Francisco. I'm going to put stock in the fact that Tampa Bay will not get blown out a second time. Plus, they're playing at home in a marquee game, and Tom Brady – Is the king of marquee games and the king of bringing his team back. I think both defenses are going to wilt in the second half. I think the Tampa Bay and Cincinnati are going to score another score fest in the fourth quarter. I think Brady will have just enough to cover the spread. In fact, Tampa Bay could win this game. So I'm taking Tampa Bay to win this game outright. I'll take them with the points and I'll go over the 44 for Cincinnati. Probably no T. Higgins, probably no Tyler Boyd, probably no Hayden Hurst. So their three of their top four pass catches could be out of this game. If that's the case, Tampa Bay will cover Jamar Chase a little bit more closely and yeah. dare Burrow to go someplace else. But Burrow has the wherewithal to score in the 20s. And I think Brady is going to score probably 27. I think this could be a breakout party for Tampa Bay. Right. I think this is the start of the solidification of them winning this division and making the playoffs. So right. I'm going to say Tampa is going to win the game outright. I say Tampa is going to – and then give plus three and a half, obviously, and it's going to go over. So that's my picks.
1: You convinced me. So I'm going to go – Tampa Bay plus the four points. Tampa Bay plus 165 on the money line. Mm-hmm. Over 44. And Tampa
0: okay. Bay second half. Line. Yeah. Yep. I think Cincinnati's is going to wilt in the second half. So
1: let's get four wins out of this win game here.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: And we only have to win three out of four to make profit on the game. If we go two and two, if we enjoyed watching the game and we don't have a heart attack, like Mike Leach or the reporter at the World Cup, <laughs> right? Yeah. We break even. We laugh because we enjoyed watching the game. Oh, that was fun watching Brady and Joe Burrow and Chase. That was fun. Broke even. Didn't lose any money. Went three out of four. You made money, right? Yep. All right. Tip of second half line. Because Todd Bowles is a Super Bowl winning coach. Great. defensive coordinator. That's why he's a head coach. Now you have people missing on Cincinnati, which is a cheap team to begin with, with a cheapo bad offensive line. So that shows you what good of a job that kid is doing, Zach Taylor's doing. Uh, with the uh, so it's going to be good weather in Tampa Bay. Sixty-one, low forty-five. It's going to be good. The humidity is going to be up there though, like you notice. It's still going yep. to be hot. Yep. But I think Cincinnati uh, and is going to be playing tight rotations anyways to so get tired conventionally in the second half, much less being in uh, Tampa.
0: Right.
1: So I like this week, man. We mitigate the totals from last week. Chat break a couple ties. Get up there to 80%. So the last two games is gonna be Monday night using a Game of Thrones reference. The Ward Commanders are at home coming off a buy. Uh, the owner selling the team, trying to avoid going to jail. Basically, Congress said he lied to Congress, which is a crime. Don't know whether he's got money, so we don't know whether he's gonna be prosecuted for that crime or not. Scott and I would have been. Uh, (laughs) I like it over 41. This is the second time they're playing each other. They're going to figure something out. Uh, Giants are going to get blown out twice in a row. So not going to play around with the points. So give me the Lord Commanders on the money line over 41. What do you think, Scott? Uh,
0: I have said from the beginning about the Giants when they were 7-2 and before the season started – they're going to get off to a really good start. And then they're going to start fading in down the stretch here. And sure enough, this, this has happened. I Staquon Barkley is hurting. Daniel Jones cannot carry a team with his arm. He has no receivers. Right. They, they were lucky to tie the commanders last time. The commanders are at home on a Sunday night. I agree with you. Money line with the commanders. I'm not going to mess around with the points. And it's going to go over 41. It was 20 last time. So it's going to be – commanders are going to score more than 20 this time, and the Giants are going to be right around that area. So commanders and the over 41.
1: Yeah, I love it. And we have a lot of structural advantages picking games this week. We're going to take advantage of it. So the Lord Commanders on the money line, over 41 points. Man, you're going to see some fan calls. on. You're talking about a Sunday night in a major city like Washington, D.C. against a bad team like the Giants. That's the thing. Refs love to make bad calls and shady calls when it's a bad team. Mm A bad team always, historically a bad team, always gets the short end of the stick when it comes to rest calls in these types of situations. The Lord Commander on the money line over 41. In the last game, when I want to talk about a team that's done. The Rams are done. Got mm. yeah, no players, no coaches. <laughs> Six coaches already got jobs in college. Not even NFL college. That's why a lot of people are like, "Oh, McVay has said that he's gone. He's told people internally he's gone." Because you would think some of these coaches would hold out for NFL jobs. <laughs> They're not, they're going to back to college. College is paying well, but usually there'll be a guy who just likes the NFL lifestyle as an assistant coach better than the college lifestyle. It'll hold out. But no, all six of them are gone to college. So, how much are their minds going to be in on this? Do the Packers still have a chance? I think the Packers still have a chance. They do. They do. Because they want to make the playoffs. There's some teams that don't want to make the playoffs. Because they don't pay the travel costs, and then we're going into a recession, and there's loans on, on, on the team, so they don't want to pay travel. The Green Bay is owned by the city, so they're saying, Okay, the poor kids, what we're going to do is we're going to bus them to Milwaukee, and we're going to use the rest of the money for travel costs so the Packers can go on the road, right? So was like that money Brett Fryer got that was supposed to go to uh Walker, and they, and they got it yep. for to build an arena so his girls can play volleyball. So that's the way Green Bay rolls. So at home, minus five. I like him under the 40 points because the Rams really haven't scored more than 10 points all year. There have been some wild games, this and that. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield has has no uh, receivers to throw to. The only reason he beat the Raiders work because the Raiders have the worst secondary in the history of football. Yep. yep. So, against those guys, fine. They threw it all game long and got a lucky score there at the end. But the Raiders um, really, I literally think that myself, Scott, Jason, and Chad can go out there and play better than the Raiders secondary. Yeah. <laughs> So don't take any stock in the Rams last game. Uh, everybody's going everywhere. Who knows what's going on? Darnold is depressed because he hired Kanye West, mentally ill person, to handle all his money. Now, guess what? All his money's gone. I can predict that. So he's not playing the rest of the year. He's not going to play for free. Why am I playing for free? How did I destroy? He's got to go do the postmortem we do in the offseason, you know, George DeBaro. He's going to ask himself, how did I destroy my life? i am playing football for free? Because I hired Kanye West as my agent, a guy who's really mentally ill. That's all to say is that no defense is showing up. So give me Green Bay 27 3 on Monday night football. The government wants everybody to fall asleep, <laughs> go to work on Tuesday. <laughs> then you're going to put America to bed early with the Packers winning 27 3 against the Rams. Depleted. No players, no coaches, the Rams going to Green Bay. And it's gonna be cold too. <laughs> the guys that are there are gonna be like, when is this game gonna be over? What do you think, Scott? We,
0: it's gonna be 17 degrees of kickoff. Oh. number one. Number two, we've okay. talked about on this part on this show before, podcast before. There's gonna be some nice business decisions being made by the oh, Rams. So yeah.
1: okay. okay.
0: totally. let's let's run the ball on all downs let's get this game over with we don't care if we win or lose right let's get back to warm warm la right i love green bay in this situation aaron Rodgers knows this situation over and over again monday night football cold as heck right. in green bay at home rams don't want any part of this right. game at all Yeah. Green Bay is going to win. I agree with you 27 to 3, 27 to 6, something like that. It's going to be an easy game from start to finish for Green Bay. As easy as they can get it. And Aaron Rodgers is is going to still be playing because Green Bay still alive for the playoffs. So, and they could even be in better, better shape after this game. So there's really no Analyzation to make of this game, except yeah. the Rams are making business decisions and want to get back on the plane and get home to LA. So, Green so Bay exactly. minus five un, under 40.
1: Yeah, number two rule of betting is always do your research. But, yep, situation on telling us a higher level intelligence. So, that tells us in this situation, don't overthink. It. <laughs> yep. no analysis, Absolutely. Paralysis by analysis. Uh, don't Absolutely. overthink. This it's Green Bay minus a number. Under for a lot of reasons. For a lot of reasons.
0: No doubt. No doubt.
1: So we learn from our mistakes. And we want to stay consistent. Usually when we have a week last week, really wasn't too bad. Because really we should be at 40%. For the year we're at 61%. It's been so crazy, so chaotic, so different this year. We should be at 40%. But we're at 61%. Last week we were 9 and 4 on the side, 62.9%. 14 and 12 for the week, 53.8% profit. So any week you have profit, you should be happy, regardless. Right? You, you don't even have to throw in the entertainment value. But with the entertainment value, we're really happy. This week, historically, we're going to kick up another not It's going to be 80%. But I want to go the next three weeks, 80%. We keep that consistency along with tomorrow. We get together again and we break down the first part of the college bowl season the same way. <laughs> so, double the money is the way I look at it. Final kind of thoughts. Yep.
0: It's a good week. We we agreed on about 90% of, of the games. So, that that bodes really well for us. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping Chad's on the same wavelength as us. So, right. Um, I like this week. This week sets up really well for us. I mean, we've said it before, but I, I think this week sets up really well for us.
1: So. Well, we set it up ourselves, too, with the work. Yeah. Yes. People want the yeah. results without putting in the work. We put in the work, so sometimes the results come easy. Not really easy. Yeah. Exactly. We've made it easy. For us.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, some of these games, better them early because the spreads right. are probably going to go up or down, and the total's probably going to go up or down. So right. take a look at it, do your research, listen to us, and get your bets in as quick as you can. So
1: right. our, those are my words. Yeah. Uh, our Twitter, as uh, so a lot of people know, right, and a lot of people take advantage of it, which we're happy, yeah, they do. But our Twitter timeline their Twitter handle is currency. You bet your whole amounts of what you see there, what you learn there, what we retweet. It all has one purpose, catching a ticket. (laughs) You will catch tickets consistently if you process the information that we're sharing with you. Because you do not have to pay action sports $1,000. Scott and I have been watching football for 100 years. And what we research is really aggregate right it's drilled down to the information you need to determine the truth or get close to the truth so then you can determine an outcome for yourself that will consistently make you money so it's not philanthropy or religion it's business when you give one the universe god the fact that we live in a 137 trillion dollar market gives you 10 back it's funny how that happens, right? Look at Santa Claus. built the whole career, right? Giving gifts. Real or not, it's fantasy, but people believe it, right? It's been around forever. Santa Claus has had a long shelf life as a, either a character that he is. So, Winston Churchill, who's in Linsky, they call him the Winston Churchill of our time. But the original Winston Churchill said, you make a Winston Churchill. I said it wrong, I don't know. English maker. Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Podcast Network.
0: That's why this one don't cost $800. And that costs two. Hours. And I don't know what that cost. I'm just the
1: words. That's why i work with the Jews and roll like my funds and I get a living thing sunk